BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. This is the last What We Said podcast episode of 2022. What a year. We didn't real. I don't think we realized that. I think in our last episode, we're like, goodbye. We love you guys <laughs> sobbing. See you or, next year. Surprise. Gotcha. We're back for more. We're doing our last advice episode of the year of 2022. What a beautiful year it's been. So, you know, what's so weird. I was thinking you had case this year, but it was technically last year. And that's yeah. what's tripping me up. I know. It's true. But basically, he's yeah. only a few years or a few days old going into the new year. Yes. So. Exactly. I know. It's kind of like the marking of the end of the year, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. That's nice. I know it's crazy. I was thinking about a Christmas party that we went to together and I was like, oh my gosh, last year. And then I realized it was two years ago that we went because I was not pregnant or anything like that. Oh, and I was weird. like, what the heck? That was that felt like last year. That is so crazy. Oh, wow. Dang. Time flies when you're podcasting. Am Time I right? Time flies when you're having a ball. ball. Oh, <laughs> when you're having a ball. Okay. Well, we're going to update you guys next week on our shows that we did. We went to Salt Lake. We went to Phoenix. And it was a hectic last bit yeah. of the year. So we'll update you guys on that next week. Yeah, it was. We ended with a bang. We sure did. <laughs> Should we get into the device though? We're going we're gonna to make this quick so not to, you know, keep you busy in this limbo period. Because I think this is coming out the 30th. So you have tomorrow to really prep for the new year and then it's get done. your new year's <laughs> resolutions ready. In case anyone cares, I woke up this morning depressed. So I will try and get into good headspace for y'all. But I was telling Chelsea, I'm like, is it something like towards the end of the year? Is it normal to get sadder than normal or something? Or maybe it's just me. But I feel it's like, like it's- that Casey Musgrave song, Christmas Makes Me Cry. Oh, maybe I need to listen to that. Because I just, the end of the year is like my least favorite time of the year. Like, I'm just so, uh, I don't know. And then, but literally the second January hits, I'm like, woo! I, I love the new year. But like the end of the year to me is depressing for some weird reason. I don't know what it is. Hmm. You're not a big fan of Sagittarius season? I guess not. <laughs> but it, we're in Capricorn season already, aren't we? No, not yet. That's like December. It's- no, it's like December 22nd, I think. Oh. That explains why I'm depressed. Okay, I'll wait yeah. till that date. Yeah, don't worry, Queen. Get... You got a week left. Okay, good. Week left of being depressed. I, last night, I'm like, I am not feeling well. Like, I'm just not feeling, I don't know. Because the sun's lost, too. Probably. I was just having a weird night, and I was like, tomorrow's a new day. Literally open my eyes. I'm like, I'm sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but 
you just know? the second your eyes open. No, literally, I remember being like, cool, I still feel sad. And oh. like, I that's that doesn't happen to me very often. But Yeah, like usually you wake up feeling refreshed. Yes. Dang. So that's where I'm at. But we're this, sorry, Queen. You know what? I think this episode will make me feel better. So to hear about how you guys it. are depressed and yes. how you need our help. Okay, I'll the f- hero complex. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like after I get to dominate my power onto you. What is it called? <laughs> pretty uh, much. Pretty much. All right. I'll start. I love my boyfriend of five years. We are compatible. Ooh, I'm scared of where <laughs> this is going. We are compatible in every way. His video games are the death of me. He would play them every second of every day if I didn't say anything. He will get off if I ask him to, but I don't want to have to ask. Advice? I'm 21 and he's 23. We also live together and have two dogs together. Listen, I I think we all have something that's probably not healthy for us that we want to do every second of all the day, you know? All the day. Yes, I agree. <laughs> of all the for days. For me, it's social media. <laughs> yeah. So I also think, try asking him, be like, hey, I would like to spend more time with you. Like, do you, if you want to play for another hour, like in an hour, you want to meet up in the kitchen, we can do something fun, you know? Meet up in the kitchen. <laughs> yes, it's true. I sometimes have to check myself if if I see Leif doing something that I think is unproductive and I'm like, really? Like, why is that necessary? But I have to check myself and realize that I have my own versions of quote unquote video games or whatever he's doing that I'm like not interested in. Yeah. I will scroll TikTok for hours. I will watch someone's vlog for an hour. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's essentially the same thing unwinding. But yeah, I think where it goes maybe too far as if literally he plays all day every day yeah. and it's like okay like he's now ditching work to play yeah or just he genuinely doesn't spend time with you he only spends time sp- yeah. time playing video games it's like okay really mm-hmm, exactly i'm sure you've already tried to talk to him but i feel like that is the only answer you yeah. just have to communicate and be like to be honest you know maybe in a way to not attack him as much instead of being like your video games are so annoying just Kind of frame it as what you said. I want to spend more time with you. So, you know, when you're busy all the time, mm-hmm. it's like making me feel sad because yeah. I want to actually see you and hang out with you. Can we do something together? And there's usually a re- an underlying reason why people like I was going to say a lot of times I feel like things like that, especially in a partner, they go through phases of like, oh, playing more and playing less. And sometimes they have more free time. Like sometimes when they're busier, they don't play video games and you're like oh great but you know you just got to go through the seasons of life with them sometimes it's there's a reason maybe that he is doing that you know more than almost maybe obsessively or something where he's like I just I play all night all morning and maybe he's you know trying to fill a void maybe there's something deeper you need to ask him how he is you know true because we all tend to use vices to Mm -hmm. numb us from this world true from this cold, games. hard world. <laughs> and his is Call of Duty. <laughs> My best friend is getting married next October, and I am the matron of honor. Her fiancé has been caught on dating apps and DMing other girls throughout Hi. their whole relationship. I've expressed many times that I don't think they should get married, and she should find someone better. Or she could find someone better. How can I let her go through with this? Is there anything else I can do? This is I atrocious. Because <laughs> no. Like, There's nothing else you can do. Is yeah. yeah. If you've already told her, like, Girl, just build her up. Yeah, build her up instead of breaking him down. Just tell mm-hmm. her how awesome she is, how she deserves the best. But sometimes you cannot force people to see things. No. They can only see it on their own accord. It's her life. It's her journey. Yeah. You can't fix it for her. 
as much as you'd like. Or, or you can you? hire someone to sabotage the wedding. Just kidding. Yeah. Hire us. Or am I? <laughs> we show up to planting. distract him. Yeah. We do a live podcast at their <laughs> wedding reception. Like, hey. To bring out the worst in him. <laughs> Literally. So that he, like, you know, causes a scene. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's what you should do. Someone asked a similar-ish question at one of our live shows. We did like a live Q&A or relationship advice. And I was saying that same thing. I am such a fixer. I just want to fix like every problem in everyone else's life. But what I've also realized is that sometimes when you look inward, you realize that you're not fixing your own. Like you have have your own issues and you… Like projecting. Yeah, project and spend time being like, oh, they need help with this. I need to help them. When it's like, girl, you have your own things that you need to work on. <laughs> Miss girl, you need to be paying attention to yourself. I'm saying that to myself. So yeah. maybe you can relate whoever wrote this in. Like sometimes it's almost a way to keep you busy so that you don't like think about all the things that you actually need to work on. Wow. Preach. Yeah, deep stuff. That's why I'm depressed today. <laughs> I have to look inward. <laughs> okay. To start off, I just have to say that I love you girls so much. I'm going to be moving into my own place in a few months, and I wanted to get some tips on how to make a cozy, positive, and cute place that I will enjoy coming home to every day. Any advice on how to do this or how you guys made your places reflect your personal style? This is such a cute question. I love it. I love it too. I feel like you should talk about your bedroom. Mine? Yeah. Okay. I think I've talked about that in one of the recent episodes about nailing down my nighttime routine, but. Like, tell us how you kind of step by step. Like, what did you do to make sure your bedroom was the vibe that you wanted? Well, number one is keeping it picked up and tidy because I just in recent years have been have realized how important that is to me and in just not overwhelming me. Like, I'm someone who just gets overwhelmed by things. And when there's clutter on top of it, I feel like it just adds to it. So I try and when I get dressed, I try and put the clothes away like because I will make a mess in my room when I try and pick out an outfit so that's just like a day-to-day thing that I try and do is just kind of pick up after myself and tidy up and be really conscious about that but as for creating a cozy homey space if it's already pretty tidy then I think you know what Lauren Bostick always says she says like focus on the five senses Mm. and I like that because I have, so during the winter months, I have a really cozy, soft blanket in my room that I like sleep with at night on top or like in addition to what I normally sleep with just because it's a little chillier. So I have like a really soft blanket. So that's the touch element. And I also have a lot of matching pajama sets, skim sets that I feel like really add to the vibe. And it doesn't have to be skims. You could get Amazon, whatever. But I have the matching pajama sets, the cozy blanket For smell, I have a little diffuser next to my bed, but I also have candles. So sometimes I'll, just depending on my mood, I'll do a candle or I'll do the diffuser. It's like oil diffuser. And then I have red light for the eyes, for sight. What are the other senses? I don't really do taste Taste. at night. Actually, I do. I take sleep gummies a lot from Lemmy, Kourtney Kardashian's brand. They literally taste like candy. So I think they help. They have melatonin in them. I'm not sure if that's... Great. I've heard mixed reviews. reviews. But a doctor did tell me that melatonin is not habit forming at all. Because that's what people say. They're like, you'll get addicted to or you'll get it just forms a habit. And I asked my doctor and she said that that's a myth. But oh, just I don't know. That was like a year or two ago that I asked. 
what else do I do? I, I mean, I, th- I think I talked all about the nighttime routine, but those are sound. Some sound. That's oh, the I have other brown sense. noise. Yeah. Brown noise at night. But that is a good concept for any time of day. For example, today I was unpacking and cleaning this morning when I woke up and I put SZA's new album on my speaker. So So it was like going throughout the whole house and I was just vibing, okay? I think it's nice to do little things for yourself like that, like kind of intentional things where you're like, okay, no matter what you're doing, if you're doing a a task that's not that fun, aka cleaning, laundry, dishes, unpacking, whatever it is. If you kind of make that an intentional little self-care moment, it can kind of switch things in your brain to feeling more cozy and like you're taking care of yourself. So I will put on a podcast that I've been wanting to listen to or a new album or something like that. And I will take an hour to do my stuff. And it's so much more enjoyable than just like Clunking around, you know? Clunking around, truly. I agree. I I was telling Abby about how in the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, that she talks about when you're folding laundry, it should be almost like a ritual. Not a ritual, but kind of. Yeah. And it should be like a self-care moment and just kind of meditative, like folding the laundry, not being super, you know, not trying to get through it super fast and like putting a lot of love and care into each item you fold and hang up Mm -hmm. and she said after like we talked about that she was like I've been doing that for my laundry now and I love doing my laundry yeah and I think in general I mean that book is a great read we've talked about that concept a bunch but when you have clutter it just makes everything more overwhelming like that would be another one of my tips of making a house feel cozy and reflect your personal style is honestly minimizing clutter as much as possible. It's true. If a house is like beautifully decorated and, you know, super nice, it doesn't matter if because like if it's cluttered, it doesn't matter, honestly. No. You know what I mean? If, and you can have the most bare minimum bones house and not very cute decor. But if it's clutter free and it's organized. Ooh, yeah. Feels good. It does. And you can still be a maximalist in the way you decorate or something. I'm not saying like you need to be very minimal and have like a very neutral minimal aesthetic. You can have whatever aesthetic you want. I'm just saying unnecessary items. Mm -hmm. Like especially during the holidays, I also feel so, you know what? That's been another thing on my mind just the past week is like just the concept of stuff and just having too much stuff yes. and having packages delivered. I'm just like, I am done. I, this is so overwhelming. Like overconsumption. I want nothing. Mm-hmm. Literally want to throw away my whole closet. Yeah, I know. It's really a lot. Anyway. So throw everything away. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, also make like a little, you could also make a little mood board on Pinterest mm-hmm. and then kind of have a vibe in your mind of like how you want to decorate. And then go thrifting, go to, you know, find cute places on Etsy or cute little small businesses. Facebook or, marketplace. Yeah, Facebook marketplace is great. Or obviously you can go to like the mall or to the store and get decor as well. But that's kind of like a fun little way to decorate as well as like picking up things from. Yeah. Whatever. I love that. We're going to take a break to talk about Holistic Hair Tribe. Holistic Hair Tribe was established by professional hairstylists to provide their clients with the safest, most high quality products available with professional grade hair and skin products that are made with the purest certified organic ingredients whenever possible. This is an amazing website 
to check out if you, like us, like to be a little bit more picky about what you put on your hair and your skin, especially if you have sensitive skin. Holistic Hair Tribe strives for all of their products to be vegan, gluten-free, cruelty-free, and free from harsh and dangerous chemicals without sacrificing a superior professional result. From the abundant biodynamic family farms of Italy to the Australian coast, Holistic Hair Tribe has partnered with the cleanest brands in the industry to provide customers with natural products that actually work. If you go to their website, it's very visually pleasing. All the uh, products are really beautiful and also good for your hair and for your skin, which is amazing. They have a little section on their website called Best Sellers. And if you're looking to get some new hair or skin products or styling products for your hair, you guys should definitely check it out. They also have like cryo globes that you like put on your face that it, you, I think, freeze. And it looks Ooh. amazing. I love having cold stuff on my face in the morning. Holistic Hair Tribe is passionate about allowing those with sensitive skin, allergies, and other circumstances in which cleaner beauty products are the answer to shop with ease and confidence. So use code what we said at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. That is code what we said at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. Visit www.holistichairtribe for more information. Chelsea, all the book recommendations and articles to learn more about the ego. Please and thank you. Oh, let me look up. I wish I would have seen this before I did this. What is this book called? Give me one second. Okay. The book that I was reading that really talks about the ego directly is by Eckhart Tolle, and it's called A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. Eckhart Tolle also wrote the he also wrote The Power of Now. I haven't read that, but it's a guide to spiritual enlightenment. They the one that I read, the A New Earth, is all about the ego. And when you're listening to it, it brings attention to your ego and it really just feels so good to listen to it. It's like meditation, I swear. But also one that talks kind of indirectly about the ego. I don't even know if he says the word ego, but it's pretty much about that is the four agreements. And I'm glad someone asked me this because I feel like we always give our book recommendations like scattered through episodes. But when people want to find them, they're like, They'd we have to like whole, listen. We should do a whole episode on that. We should. Just all of our book like recommendations. Like a master list. That would be a really good episode, actually. Yeah. But yeah, The Four Agreements by... Let me make sure. It's right here. I can see it. Ron... Or Don, Don Miguel. Don. Oh, Don Miguel Ruiz, Ruiz. Yeah, I can see it. From that book is phenomenal. It's a very quick read. And it lays out the rules of life. And spirituality and pretty much how to drop your ego and get rid of expectations and all that stuff really simply. And it's very enlightening. So those are my two favorite books I feel like about ego. I've read a lot of other ones that are, again, indirectly about the ego and that concept. But also I've read the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark, Ma Mark Manson. That one's pretty good as well. That one's more about like getting out of your head. Um, and then the other one that I read that was really, really good is, who is the author? Oh, Shirzad Shamin. What is the book called? I'm drawing a huge blank. Is that the one about the saboteur? Yeah. I can't remember the title. Oh, Positive Intelligence. That one's really, really good as well. And very descriptive and really easy to kind of like personalize and customize it to how you tend to, your ego tends to show up, which is really fascinating. So those are mine. I have the power of now up there, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, on my, nice. On my bookshelf. Yeah, I haven't read it. I need to, to read that one. Yeah, we should get a list of our books, our book recs yes. together. That's actually one of my New Year resolutions that I'll talk about next week. 
Okay. I'm so annoyed and heartbroken. I've been married for about four years now, and I recently just found out that my husband has been secretly texting, calling, and FaceTiming his ex-girlfriend for the last four months. Ugh. When I confronted him- heart. When I confronted him about it, he admitted that this has been happening and has stopped communicating with her. I'm just so upset, obviously, and was so ready to give up on the marriage, but we have a child, so giving up seemed premature before trying to make it work. He has been really making a change in our marriage, and I've seen a huge difference. He's told me over and over how bad he feels for hurting me like that, but I feel stuck right now, and I feel like I don't know how to move past this. Any advice to get through this would help. I love you both. That is very hard to give advice about. I feel like it's so personal, and also it's so up to you because— I want to say if you can't get past it, you really feel like you can't and you're not, it's not of service to you or him to like stay in that marriage, even for kids. You know, it's like if you're just resenting and you're so unhappy and he's unhappy, then like even if he's changing, it doesn't matter. But if you can get past it and if he's changing and you choose to trust him again, then, you know. Yeah, I feel like. I definitely do not feel equipped to give advice on this specifically, but I don't know. The whole concept of like once a cheater, always a cheater and things like that. I I don't know if I honestly, I don't know if I agree. I don't think it's always the case that yeah. if you cheat once, you're going to just cheat all the time. I feel like maybe he is trying to fill a void of he was trying to fill a void of some sort. And now you guys can work on your relationship in like you know, he can work on his own stuff so that there is no void that he's trying to fill. And I do think that he could like get better, quote unquote, or whatever. But I also feel like you guys should talk to like a couples therapist or someone who deals with this type of stuff specifically, because I know that people can get over these types of things and make their marriage work 100%. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. I don't know. The reason I'm bringing that up is because I feel like always like if a girl writes in and she says anything about a guy wronging her, mm-hmm. we're like, bye bye, yeah. dump him. But I don't know. I do think you deserve someone. You should keep in mind that you deserve someone who obviously does not do that to you. Mm-hmm. But if he's willing, if he's very remorseful, willing to change and he he's willing to be that for you, yeah, yeah. then maybe it could work. Yeah. Gosh, it's hard to know when you, it's hard to say when you don't even know them too. Because I feel like there are serial cheaters where it's like they are, that's just like a habit that they have that it's like, okay, let's learn from the past like couple times. But I also feel like there are circumstances and exceptions where there are one-time things or, you know, things going on in people's lives that, you know, they could get over. But I don't know. Sorry that you're going through that though. Yeah. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years and we are 21 and 22 years old. There's still a lot of things I'm unsure about and IDK if I can compromise on. He's not very social and won't go do a lot of the things I want him to go to with my friends. Doesn't really compliment me or tell me I'm pretty. Never buys me flowers, etc. Do y'all think these are things that are deal breakers? I have expressed my feelings about these several times and still nothing changes because it's not his personality. But I feel like there's things in the relationship you should compromise on, especially if it means a lot to your partner. What do I do? Also, seriously, love you both and my roommates. And I always talk about you guys like you're our besties. I love that. Well, I would say first and foremost, and I don't mean this to sound condescending 100%, but you're very, you're both very young. So... It's not like you have no room to change and you have no, like, that's just, 
I don't know, from both of your guys' ends. It's like if you're if it's like, okay, he doesn't buy me flowers and he doesn't want to go in, you know, to social events with me, like you're done. You're not the one for me. But if that is like a really high priority for you, like you're the most social person ever. You feel so fulfilled when you're in social events and you just love flowers, you know, then yeah, that might be something that you're like, okay, this is something so important for me. I'm not asking you for like to change every part of you, but to make me feel loved, can you just pick me up flowers or something? Like you don't have to do anything crazy, but again, I'm starting to, when these things, I'm like, it's so personal. It's so hard to give like blanket advice. Yeah. Blanket advice. Like, yep. Dump him. He's not the one for you. Like you said, but, but I also feel like if you're writing into a podcast and you're like, he doesn't do this, he doesn't, it's like, he's not filling the things that you want. So, Mm -hmm. and you're young, I would, I would break up like, but also you don't want to, like, we've talked about this before. I think social media has done a bad thing in this way where you see other people and their partners and and you see girls posting like, my husband got me these flowers because girls are going to post yeah. the good parts. They're not going to post when he's being an idiot. Yeah. So they post, you know, the good moments of him buying her flowers or whatever else it is. And then other girls see that and they're like, wait, my boyfriend doesn't do that. And I think it's like sometimes it's, they have, I don't want to say too high of expectations because like someone buying you flowers is a very simple act of kindness and that's great. But yeah, it's like they get very specific on, you know, they see these couples on TikTok or Instagram and then and then they base their relationship off of like someone else's complete yeah. highlights. Exactly. Because some of those things that you said, it's like, okay, he's not very social. I want to do a lot of things. Like for me, I'd be like, okay, well, you you can go do those things. And I'm sure he like, you know, maybe does some of them. And then like, oh, never buys me flowers. It's like, okay, you can live without flowers. He probably does other nice things for you. But like for me, it's like if your like main love language is words of affirmations, if they never are complimenting me at all, it's like then you're starting to feel like, okay, that's a big part of something that I feel like I really need. Yeah. And I actually do think that, okay, the buy the flowers thing, whatever, that's that's not a huge deal to me personally. Yeah. Like that's not my love language. But I'm thinking the him not being social and him never complimenting you or telling you you're pretty, like personally, yeah, I would not want that. Yeah. Because it's like those are two parts of my personality that would be important to me, like my husband or my partner being willing to like go to things with me and also compliment to me. Yeah. Like, to me, that's those are yeah. important. But that's me. So again, it's like, yeah, maybe take the love language test, honestly, and see what you're and or just think about it. Like, what do you value? Yeah. Good luck, bestie. Okay. Hey, girls, I've been listening to the podcast since my junior year of high school. I'm now a junior in college and I absolutely adore y'all, but I really, really need your help. There's a boy that I've become best friends with this year and I have the biggest crush on him ever. The only issue is he and I are partners in our school slash church organization, which means We had a lead team of other college students together. Oh, sorry. Which means we lead a team of other college students together and the kids we minister to. This requires us to be together three times a week. We often stay late and talk about life and it's usually pretty flirty. I've also met his parents and become good friends with his little sister. We talked earlier in the semester about being just friends and that broke my heart, but he continues to hang out and flirt with me and I honestly do the same. I want to date him or call him out for being too flirty, but I don't want to affect our team or lose my best friend. What should I do? Do I talk to him or just continue to like him secretly? So do you want to date him? Yeah. Or you want him to stop doing that? 
No, she wants to date him. Oh, just make a move. Just be like, okay, look. She literally like said, I want to date him. <laughs> oh, amazing. I don't know. I feel like make a move. Tell him how you feel. Be like, I really like you. Like, I want to date you. What do you think about that? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Thoughts and advice? Yeah. You know, life's too short. Life's Life too short too to short. sit around and wait. It is. Like, don't just like him secretly. And, yeah. And if he's not willing to take initiative, bye. Yeah. Like, I, I'm saying if you tell him, I really like you. Would you want to, you know, take this thing a little further? And he's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, okay. Then. Yeah. And sometimes when you when you speak it, if it's not really real and it's just kind of like this built up thing, then it'll go away and you won't even like him anymore anyways. Like if she admits it. Yeah. Because sometimes it's like the fantasy of it. it's like, oh, we're we, we're best friends. Like we, we work together. We see each other. He flirts with me, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you tell him and then it kind of becomes real then all of a sudden it's like oh actually and he's like oh no I don't know you're like ew okay never mind ew <laughs> true yeah I say tell him how you feel life's too short sounds like you guys are going to date yeah give us an update yeah you guys never give us updates yeah. shame on you <laughs> shame on you hi girls love you all so much and look forward to every episode you're like my big sisters I'm 23 years old and my relationship with my mom is not a typical one we struggle a lot and butt heads and she struggles with some mental illnesses as well, which makes it hard. I feel like I'm surrounded by so many people who have these awesome relationships with their moms and they are best friends. And when I see those things, I get really sad because I wish I had it. And I don't think I ever will. Not to mention, I don't hear very often girls who have issues with their moms. So I feel very alone. How do I stop comparing my relationship with my mom to others? How do I just accept the way it is and move forward? Thank you and love you so much. I would say I actually do know a lot of girls who have issues with their moms. I, I think it's I know tons. I think it's more common than you think. Maybe people just don't talk about it as much because usually it's not an issue with their mom like abandoning them, so they don't really feel like at, able to talk about it as much because their mom is still very much in their life. But it's that the relationship is kind of strained, mm -hmm. so they're not going to like go around telling everybody that it's like super strained or toxic. But so I, I would say you're definitely not alone in that. But I also could see how that would be very isolating yeah and sad to see and compare it, it's kind of just what I was saying is before about the relationship thing I feel like social media is just you see so much of the highs of people's life that it makes you start to this is a very cheesy thing but it really does make you compare like your lows to someone else's highs when they have plenty of lows as well and most people, like you said, aren't going to, you know, some people maybe on TikTok who are super open with their mental health or whatever will talk freely and be like, I have a horrible relationship with my yeah. mom. But it's not that common because people don't want to deal with repercussions of saying that kind of stuff publicly. Yeah. So most people are just going to not talk about the hard parts of their lives on yeah. the internet, which I think can make people feel, and, and I'm not saying the internet is the end all be all. I'm sure you have friends and people around you too who you're seeing this in real life. But I'm just saying that's like another added element is when you're surrounded by social media. It's like, I don't know, can just make you feel even more alone potentially. But I definitely think you are. I definitely think that that is a very common thing. And I don't know. I don't even know what to say because I truly feel like we all and I'm not trying to like minimize what she what she's saying, but to hopefully make you feel less alone. I feel like we all have our things that make us feel isolated. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. every single person has 
something about their life where it's like, oh, all my friends are this way and I'm not. Or I have this problem with my family and they don't. I have this issue with my my partner and they don't. And it's like, there's always going to be something that yeah. you're going to feel like just very I think isolated with. Yeah, I was going to say in terms of advice, specific advice, it's more of focusing on the relationships that are really strong in your life because the relationships in our life that cause us the most strain tend to be the ones we think about the most or the ones that like we feel affect us the most. But there are also, you know, not everybody, maybe there are a couple people in this world, but most people have those relationships that are strained. It may be their mom, maybe their dad, maybe their sibling, maybe their, like you said, partner, whatever it is, or coworker or something. And then, but you probably do have other relationships in your life that are really strong and supportive. So not to be like, just focus on the positive, like toxic positivity, but it does seem to help sometimes when you kind of take a step back and especially when you're comparing and you do look at the things that like you're really grateful for as cliche as it is. Definitely. This is my last one. My very best friend in the whole world just started dating the guy I have had a crush on for years. Am I being dramatic or is she in the wrong? Well, Again, we need a little more context. Like she knows that you're obsessed with him and like I'm assuming she said it's her very best friend in the whole world. <sighs> that is I do not like that energy. But what if they're soulmates? Right. It's like it just what? Because the other girl saw him or met him first. That's the problem. Is what well, if they're the soulmates? I need more context. Because if they're soulmates, great. If they're not, then I feel like the best friend is has ulterior motives. Yeah. Like want like Likes that he likes yes. her and it's kind of like, haha, like, oops. Yes. That's what I don't like. Ew. Unless she truly is like, I'm sorry, but I really yeah. like this guy. Did she talk to you about it? Like, was she like, dude, he keeps talking to me? Like, what, were you in on it? Or all of a sudden, one day she's like, by the way, I've been talking to him for a month. Like, we're dating. Yeah, that we need, we need lots more Because context. then what? You're supposed to just pretend from that moment on that you didn't have a crush on him? Yeah, that's very hurtful if she like knows. Yeah. You know, and she wasn't proactive in communicating to you. Like he's talking to me. I might date him, whatever. Yeah. But to be honest with you, this kind of, as much as it would hurt, I'm putting myself in your shoes and I feel like personally it would kind of give me the ick. For the guy? Yeah. Just in yeah. general for the whole situation, I'd be like, I don't like you anymore. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not not that he's doing anything wrong or she is even technically, but it's like just the whole situation, it would ruin the vibe. It's yes. like, now what? Now I'm going to date you later? Like, yeah, nah, no. I'm done. That's true. He's ruined it. He's done. Just and think so of she. him. Just think of him front row at a Harry Styles concert, jumping up and down. Yeah, we got to get, get over him list real of quick. Out and ready, ladies. Picture him one on one playing basketball with Devin Booker. Please, you'll be <laughs> you'll be done with that man faster than faster than lightning. <laughs> I am twenty six. Have been with my boyfriend for five years. We live in we live together in London, both from here. I'm going to LA for two months in the new year to meet with agents and networks about some shows I have written. Ooh, Ooh. and I don't know how to tell my boyfriend that I want to go on a break with him while I'm away. Mm. 
We have had a bunch of difficulties recently and I've talked about splitting up, but he would see a break as a breakup and I don't want that. I really believe that a higher energy is calling me to LA and I really believe I will find who I am while I'm there. I also haven't been to LA in 10 years and don't know many people, so I'm really excited to learn more about myself and spend time alone. Any advice on dating yourself in LA? Best places to go, eat solo, et cetera, would be hugely appreciated. Huge love. Well, number one, break up with him. Yeah, I'd break say. up with him immediately. It's just like, if it's meant to be, it'll be later on. But I'm I'm feeling like you are done with it. Even if you're like, oh, I don't want like a for sure break. It's like, that's only because you want to feel a little bit of comfortable, exactly. which I would 100% understand. Yeah. But it sounds like you are going to have fun in LA. Yes. If you are craving this kind of time and you feel like you're being just pulled to LA, mm-hmm. then I think that's a great move. Yeah. LA has great food places. It has great places to socialize. You should check out the Camber app. It's by Maddie. Our girl Maddie from OKSIS. And it's for like literally their catchphrase is it's for tourists that want to feel like locals. Love that. And locals that want to feel like tourists. So it's like basically you can go on this app and find good places to like eat or hotels, museums, sites in whatever like city you're in. And so they're kind of trying to take the the whole like combing through different blogs or yeah. like going through people's feeds and, and like putting own, you know, your own list together. It's basically like a one-stop shop for I that. Love that. So you should go on the Camber app because specifically LA, Maddie's like lives in LA. Yeah. So I think there's a ton of like, I always see their TikToks pop up and it'll be like restaurant, best restaurants for pasta in LA or things like that. So you should check that app out for like what to do oh my and gosh. everything. I'm going to use the app in New York because I've been looking for some good restaurants in New York that are like, you know, on the down low. Yeah, you should. So I think that that would be my best recommendation as far as that goes, because do you know what I feel like? I feel the most scared to give recommendations like somewhere where I don't or, or somewhere where I've only lived for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. That is literally my biggest fear on social media is people like, where should I eat? I'm like, yeah, I'm don't ask. I me. Don't ask me because I'm going to tell you John and Vinny's and I'm going to get canceled. Yeah. People are gonna be like, no, that's not the real LA. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I feel like I truly do go to like basic spots that I see on Instagram. Yeah. Like that I is where I feel eat. I only feel that way about a couple places, even in my hometown that I grew up in. I'm like, I know maybe one place that it's like, not the common place, but that's super good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know many like underground plate, like no. locals only spots, literally anywhere. I just. But you know, what's a good thing also when you go to LA, you're not thinking about this, but start asking people that you meet for recommendations and yeah. just like take their top recommendation, each person, because like I've started to ask just random people I'll meet for like their favorite, you know, coffee shop or their favorite place to get boba or like something like that. And they always have really good recommendations I've never heard of versus like, you know, just like what you Google. Yeah. Or Yelp or something. True. Well, that was my last one. Oh, nice. Do you have any more? No, that's it for me. Thanks so much guys for all of your support this year. We kind of already did this whole spiel last week or whatever. We'll save the tears. We'll save the tears, but it's been a sleigh year. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh, wait. Christmas is over. <laughs> and, and we're ready for our flop. <laughs> and 2023 will flop. 
No, it's going to be a great year. Lots of fun stuff planned. We're looking for already. sleigh after sleigh after sleigh. That's that's correct. Hope you guys had a great holiday season. Hope you're looking forward to the new year. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. If you're also feeling a little blue, a little down, I relate. And I also do think that this in-between stage between the holidays and the new year is truly haunting. Haunting. It's like, what am I doing? Who am I? And where am I going in life? That's how I feel at least. So, you know, don't don't put too much pressure on yourself. It'll all work out. And we're going to have a New Year's episode that goes up next week with kind of our thoughts for the new year, what what vibe we're trying to cultivate, some things that we want to take with us from last year, et cetera. So it'll be good. Go follow our Instagram if you want to be a part of like our stories, our advice write-ins and get updates on all the stuff we have coming up. Make sure to go to at what we said podcast and leave us a rating and review if you're feeling really generous. We love you guys so much. And that's That's what what we we said. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.